0: Chapter thirty four of the Turn of the Tide. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Turn of the Tide by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter thirty four. It was on a particularly beautiful morning in June that Margaret and Patty started for New York. So beautiful that Margaret declared it to be a good omen. We'll find them, you'll see," she cried. Little Maggie had been left at the mill house with the teachers, and for the first time for years, Patty found herself carefree and at liberty to enjoy herself to the full. I hain't had such a grand time since I was a little girl and went to Mont Lawn," she exulted as the train bore them swiftly toward their destination. Even when Sam and me was married we didn't stop for no play day we jest worked and say did you see how grandson was doin now she broke off jubilantly he wan't drunk once last week there couldn't no one made him do it only you seems how i never could thank you for all you've done she added wistfully but you do thank me patty every day of your life contented margaret brightly you thank me by just helping me as you do at the mill house, pooh as if that was anything compared to what you does for me scoffed patty sides don't i get paid money for being matron in new york margaret went immediately to a quiet but conveniently located hotel where the rooms she had engaged were waiting for them to patty even this unpretentious hostelry was palatial "'as were the service and the dinner in the great dining-room that evening. "'I don't wonder folks likes to be rich,' she observed, "'after a silent survey of the merry, well-dressed throng about her. "'I suppose maybe Miss Magoon say this was worse than them bills she hates to see-saw, "'and it don't look quite fair, does it? "'I wonder now, do you suppose any of them ever thought of divvying up? a dreamy far-away look came into the blue eyes opposite perhaps who knows murmured margaret still they haven't ever crossed the line perhaps so they don't know huh margaret smiled nothing patty i only meant that they hadn't lived in mrs whalen's kitchen and kept all their wealth in a tin cup no they hain't said patty her eyes on the sparkle of a diamond on the plump white finger of a woman nearby margaret and patty lost no time the next morning in beginning their search for the twins there was very little after all that patty knew of her sisters since she had last seen them but that little was treasured and analyzed and carefully weighed the twins were at the Waylands when last heard from the Waylands, therefore must be the first ones to be looked up and to the Waylands as represented by the address in clarabella's letter the searchers proposed immediately to go enter think that you was being looked for just like this once remarked patty as they turned the corner of a narrow dingy street poor dear mother how she must have suffered murmured margaret her eyes shrinking from the squalor and misery all about them i think perhaps never until now did i realize it quite she added softly her eyes moist with tears you see the Whalens ain't worth they was when you left em in that place you got for em began patty after a moment consulting the paper in her hand they couldn't keep that course but Clarabella wrote they want more'n one or two blocks from the alley the alley oh how i should love to see the alley cried margaret and we will patty we'll go there surely before we return home but first we'll find the Waylands and the twins the whalans and the twins however did not prove to be so easily found they certainly were not at the address given in clarabella's letter the place was occupied by strangers people who had never heard the name of whalen it took two days of time and innumerable questions to find anybody in the neighbourhood in fact who had heard the name of whalen but at last patience and diligence were rewarded and early on the third morning margaret and patty started out to follow up a clue given them by a woman who had known the whalens and who remembered them well even this however promising as it was did not lead to immediate success and it was not until the afternoon of the fifth day that margaret and patty toiled up four flight of stairs and found a little bent old woman sitting in a green satin damask chair that neither margaret nor patty could fail to recognize do i remember maggie meg of the alley quavered the old woman excitedly in response to margaret's questions sure and of course i do she was the terror of the hall-place till she was that turned about that she got her bevelised angels straight from Hyphen, as if I could iver forget the swite face of Meg of the Alley. "'Oh, but you have,' laughed Margaret, "'for I myself am she.' "'Go away with ye, and ye ain't that now,' cried the old woman, peering over and through her glasses, and finally snatching them off altogether. "'But I am!' and this is mrs durgin who used to be patty murphy don't you remember patty murphy mrs wayland fell back in her chair saints of heaven and is it the both of yis old growed up ter beseech foin young ladies as you be who'd a thought of it it is and we've come to you for help rejoined margaret do you remember patty murphy's sisters the twins we are trying to find them, and we thought perhaps you could tell us where they are. Mrs. Wayland shook her head. I know some, but I don't know where they be now. But you did know, interposed Patty. You must have known four, five years ago, for my little Maggie was just born when the twins come to New York and found you. They wrote how they was living with you. The old woman nodded her head. I know, she said. I know we was living over by the alley but they didn't stay my old man he died and we broke up sure and i'm nothing but a wanderer on the face of the earth ever since and i'm grown old before my time i am but mrs whalen just think just remember urged margaret where did i go surely you can tell that again mrs whalen shook her head mike died and tom and mary they got married and jamie sure and he's got his leg broke and they tucked him through their hospital bad says to em and twas all that upsettin' that i didn't know nothing what did happen i seen em then i didn't see em and that's all there was to it and it's the truth i'm a tellin' yes it was with heavy hearts that margaret and patty left that little attic room half an hour later they had no clue now upon which to work and the accomplishment of their purpose seemed almost impossible in the little attic room behind them however they left nothing but rejoicing margaret's gift had been liberal and her promises for the future even more than that the little bent old woman could look straight ahead now to days when there would be no bare cupboards and empty coal scuttles to fill her souls with apprehension and her body with discomfort back to the hotel went margaret and patty for a much-needed night's rest hoping that daylight and the morning sun would urge them to new efforts and give them fresh courage in spite of the unpromising outlook nor were their hopes unfulfilled the morning sun did bring fresh courage and determined to make a fresh start turned their steps to the alley the alley never forgot that visit nor the days that immediately followed it there were men and women who remembered meg of the alley and patty murphy but there were more who did not there were none however that didn't know who they were before the week was out and that had not heard the story of margaret's own childhood experience in that same alley years before as for the alley it did not know itself it had heard to be sure of christmas it had even experienced that in a way with tickets for a salvation army tree or dinner but all this occurred in the winter when it was cold and snowy and it was spring now it was not christmas of course and yet the entire alley from one end to the other was flooded with good things to eat and with innumerable things to wear There was not a child that did not boast a new toy nor a sick-room that did not display fruit and flowers even the cats and the dogs stopped their fighting and lay full stomached and content in the sun no wonder the alley rubbed its eyes and failed to recognize its own face the alley received but did not give nowhere was there a trace of the twins and after a two weeks search and a fruitless following of the clues that were no clues at all even margaret was forced sorrowfully to acknowledge defeat on the evening before the day they had said to go home patty timidly said i hadn't ought to ask it after all you've done but do you s'pose we could maybe jest, just, just gutter to Lawn for a minute just to look at it Montlawn? yes we was so happy there once went on patty earnestly you and me and the twins i ain't never forgot it nor what they learned me there all the good there was in me till you come was from them i thought maybe if i could just see it once twould make it easier about the other that we can't find the twins you know see it of course we'll see it cried margaret i should love to go there myself you know i owe it everything too it was not for home therefore that margaret and patty left new york the next morning but for montlone the trip to Terrytown and across the hudson was soon over as was the short drive in the fresh morning air almost before the two travelers realized where they were the beautiful buildings and grounds of montlone appeared before their eyes margaret had only to tell that they too had once been happy little guests in the years gone by to make their welcome a doubly cordial one and it was not long before they were wandering about the place with eyes and ears alert for familiar sights and sounds in the big pavilion where their own hungry little stomachs had been filled were now numerous other little stomachs experiencing the same delight and in the long dormitories where their own little tired bodies had rested were the same long rows of little white beds waiting for other weary little limbs and heads margaret's eyes grew moist here as she thought of that dear mother who years before had placed over just such a little bed the pictured face of her lost little girl and of how that same little girl had seen it and had thus found the dear mother arms waiting for her it was just as margaret and patty turned to leave the grounds that they saw a young woman not twenty feet away leading two small children patty gave a sudden cry the next moment she bounded forward and caught the young woman by the shoulders clarabella clarabella i just know you're clarabella murphy it was a joyous half hour then indeed a half hour of tears laughter questions and ejaculations at the end of it margaret and patty hurried away with a bit of paper on which was the address of a certain city missionary all the way back to new york they talked it over the story of the twins life during all those years of how after months of hardship they had found a good city missionary and of how she had helped them and they had helped her until now clarabella had gone to Lawn as one of the caretakers for the summer and arabella had remained behind at the city missionary's home to help what she could in the missionary's daily work and we'll go now and see arabella cried patty as they stepped from the train at new york and ain't it just wonderful wonderful to think that we are a-going to see arabella End of chapter 34